Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Oh Lord, how beautiful. Uh, I think in 2004, before I moved to this country, uh, we received a pastor in our house and, and he prophesied, he said, you're going to be leading people. And then I knew that I'm going to the United States and, and I said, I don't even speak the language. <laughs> How? So if I made mistakes, you know, I have my wife to correct me, but... If I've made something, you know, I, I, I know what it means to be in a, speaking in a different language and be hearing. And you're like, he needs to fix that word that he's not pronouncing well. Because we used to receive a lot of American people coming to our Hispanic church. And it kind of get desperate sometimes, right? But um, <laughs> that's not me. You can pray to God and say, God, you need to teach him this word to pronounce it better. <laughs> like, we were dealing yesterday, what was the word? Vulnerable. Okay, someday. Someday I'm going to say it. <laughs> Just to let you know, I have some words that I'm not allowed to say. I have a list. My wife's like, you can't say this word because it's going to sound really bad. So please. So. Fun and holy. Thank you. I, w- I want to honor, you know, John and Lorraine Day. It's not a coincidence, John, that you took the place today, you start a fire. It's not a coincidence, but he prophesied over to you. And usually, when you work in a company and you take over someone else's place, you come trying to fix the bad things, you know, like, I'm going to teach you how this is going to be done, you know. This is not the case. We honor you. This is not what, this is not our culture at Awaken. We honor you, and you set the bar really high. <laughs> but I know that God brought you here for a purpose, you know. And when I was praying, I mentioned that to you. It was kind of like a drop-off. Now it's time to go back. And then we, we're going to wait for you for what God has <laughs> in the future. Don't tell that to the San Diego guys. <laughs> so I can, I can tell you how amazing it is when God connects all the dots First service, Pastor Matt was preaching already the message, you know. Now Pastor Paul is like ready preaching the, the message. So he's starting like, Lord, but we are not off. Giving, and I'm, when I'm saying giving, don't think about money. I'm thinking about everything that you have. I, what can you give? Just think about the things that you can give. You can give your time. You can give your worship. You can give your offerings. You can do a lot with giving. I never understood this when I was little. Receiving was amazing. (laughs) And I never understood how my mom having the last, I don't know if you've been on that position when you have the last uh, meal on your, a little piece of your meal, you're going to eat it, you know. 
And then someone said, can you, can you buy me a little bit of that, you know? And you're like, ah, that's a, little, a good, my last piece of me that I wanted, you know? And I never understood how my mom could remove part of his meal to give that to me. But now giving, giving is what triggered things. Giving is what triggered things. And you know what giving is? It's worship. So today we're going to talk about worship. And, and I want to understand, most of us, we, we relate worship with music. For some reason we said, praise and worship. Music. Music, right? And, and it's, it's, it's true. But there is a deepest, a deepest knowledge of that. There is something deeper in that. I'm going to tell you something because I saw that. And now I'm having the support, Pastor Matt. It's like, okay, I can say it. When we were singing, guys, when you were singing, I saw the, 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 the earth cracking from here, like cracking. And things that were bad were coming out. They started to be revealed. Things that were bad on this, on this land. And then when we were saying, we take the land. We're taking the land. So I believe that God's going to do something. So singing, is, it's, it's a worldwide language, right? You may not sing the song and you sing it, you know, try to sing it sometimes. I did that on English, you know, when I didn't know how to speak English. But, um, but music is part of heaven. You read the Bible, there are some uh, passages that mention about instruments, right? And, and, and it's amazing. I, actually, we believe, or there's a theory that said that Satan was one of the worship leaders in, in heaven, right? And, and I've been reading about it, but it's a little bit... You know, with that, which at the end doesn't matter. There was music, okay? It says, Psalm 150 says, uh, Praise the Lord with the tambourines brightly shaking and with the sweetness of dancing. Oh, we can dance, Pastor Matt. We can dance. <laughs> Sign out uh, with joy unto the Lord. Praise the Lord with uh, strings and flutes and with, uh, with cymbals with jubilation resounding. I, I want to open. I need to go back with John again. And Lauren, sorry about it because I just, God just told me, I wouldn't be here if it was for you. <laughs> babe, can you confirm that, baby? She's shaking her head like, yes. <laughs> and she will say no, you know, and then I have to correct myself. If, if. <laughs> there was an instance, you remember when we, we were like, this is too difficult. We cannot do that. But just, I want, I want, I want to just... Give this on your mind. Today, Dora was singing here. Yeah? And it was an inspiration of what you, the advice you gave to Shara. It impacted the life of my daughter. And that's the reason why we're here today. I just want to give that honor to you. God is good. God is good. Sorry. I deviated the message, but I had to do this. And uh, so we use singing, Right? But what is the purpose of coming here every Sunday, Wednesday, and then uh, come up front? What are these people doing? I have questions on, Tuesday, on, on, on Thursday during the marriage. I got a friend of mine. He's like, what are they lifting their hands? What are they doing here, you know? Um, and I had to answer, you know, questions. Like, I think I was preparing me for the message. <laughs> so, but also, it's not a coincidence and, and I don't know how many people is new here, but after we have our services, like tomorrow, we're going to be hearing about miracles. We're going to be hearing about miracles. We start texting and ah, this happened, this happened. It's truth. It's a reality. Why? 
Why is that happening in the house of God? Of God you know? And I think that uh, when God created music, you know, God is an artist. God is an artist. All the arts, you know. And that's the reason why when I'm telling you worship, it's not only music. Because I don't know what kind of um, skill or what kind of art skill you have. There are, you can be a painter. You can be, I don't know. There are people that build houses that did the most beautiful things, you know. Because God put that sense in us. So he created music to delight, you know. If I want to tell my wife, I love you. It, it's nice if I said it, I love you. But then if I said Said it in a song, you know. How that sound? You know, in Mexico we used to we used to take uh, serenata. That's how we call. We grab the, mari- the mariachi and we take in, and then you go down there the window and then you sing to her just to show that you love her, right? I haven't done it. You see, it's just. It's... Fun and holy, fun and holy, please. <laughs> but imagine if I, some people uh, are, they, they, they use the, the music, they use the, worship, they use the worship, but some people don't use the inspiration as an artist. And they just use the Bible. I'm going to sing what the Bible said, and then I'm going to, you put the music, but I'm going to, because I'm going to be strictly, you know. When we do get that inspiration, you know, Things happen in the world. Things happen in the surroundings where we are because we are inspired. We are inspired. I don't want my, my, my kid, I don't want my wife singing me a song that I wrote. I want inspiration, you know. That's why we sing to God the song. And believe me, and Paul is here, we don't let any song to be part of Awaken. Right, Paul? It's filter. It's filtered. I don't know how many times, but it's filtered. So today, I, I, I want to show you today that uh, the God, this is the point of the message. God is in search of worshipers. Okay? Believers that are willing not only to come to a church and sing a song, but to lay their life as an acceptable sacrifice to understand and follow the will of God. These believers became free from strongholds and even from themselves. So God can use them to transform, transform people, even cities. When I was praying, I asked, I asked God, what, what do you want me exactly to talk? Because worship was the subject. And God told me, freedom. It's like freedom, worship, freedom, worship. What is that? How can, how can I do that? And God starts showing me that some people, all of us need to worship something. Everyone worships something. And the ones that don't worship anything, they worship themselves. They worship, if you, yeah, because like, okay, there's no God. So you have to understand that you're trying to respond to the question. The humanity is like, where do we come from? Where are we going to? But God put in our hearts, the Bible said, the sense of eternity. It put it in our hearts. That's why we are always looking for that eternity. What is goes next? What goes next? The biggest, uh, there is a man, is Stephen Bankler. He created a new age movement. Okay? He was a Christian. 
He was a Christian. And then suddenly he got triggered because worship has to be triggered by something. You don't come and worship, worship an item if you don't have conscious of that it's done something for you. But that's why the Holy Spirit comes and he brings the convincement that there is something that you're looking for that is here on this place. Well, Stephen Bankler, he started getting into the UFO theories and aliens. And then he walked away from Christ and said, we are not being made by this guy. I think the UFOs are the ones that control. The aliens are the ones that control. And then he started making a lot of money. 800,000 people. And then um, he bought a house, $1.2 million, $50,000 a month he said that he was making. I was able to buy a house, and a beautiful house, my sport car, making money. It was amazing. I went party every night. People following me. I was the maximum uh, at the climax of my life. But if you hear his testimony, it's like, however, I was a mess inside. He ended up returning to God, apologizing to his followers. He lost everything. From living to his mansion, he went to live to his parents. He lost everything. So when we worship ourselves, you know, that's where we want to be aware that what are we worshiping? So today, um, we're going to understand that God is in search of worshipers. And when I was trying to Link, and I was like, God, give me a cool name. Like all the pastors bring a cool name to the preaching, you know. Give me a cool name. I'm sure, because I don't want to call him worship, you know. I was, so at the end, it's amazing because God gave me the, the name of the, 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 the preaching. Today we're going to call uh, worship equals freedom. And that is the real deal. That is the real deal. Why? Because actually, when we give, it's actually to receive. So God, why? Why, what, why God wants us to? Um, why God is looking for worshipers? Because He wants to give something. God doesn't want to take anything from you. God doesn't want to take anything from. You. He wants to give you. And a true worshiper, we're gonna learn that is the one that has been free. And. Um, let me find my verse here. Perfect. Let's go to John 4, 23. There is a lady that met Jesus. And Jesus was uh, trying to drink water. And this lady, this lady has the, the opportunity to give him water. They talk. But the Samaritan, this is a, a lady that was a Samaritan, recognized that Jesus was a prophet. So once she recognized the prophet, it brings, the, oh, you're the pastor. So I can bring that issue to you, you know. Once that, that she recognized that she was a prophet, she said, hey, there is an issue that has been going on right now. Uh, right now, the prophet said that we have to do it in the uh, worship in the mountains and that we have to do it at the temple. Where do you say this needs to be done? And Jesus answered this. But the time is coming. And actually, it's here now because it's happening for what I'm doing. I'm on that season when I'm going to change where you don't have to go to a place. Because he knew what he's going to happen. That now he's going to come. He's going to open the veil so now we can enter to the presence by ourselves. 
There is no one else that needs to enter for me. So he said, indeed, he's here now. When true worshipers, say with me, true worshipers. Will worship the Father in his spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. Spirit is when we lean towards God. What worship means, and I'm going to tell you the, 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 the meaning of worship, and this is based on the Bible, and you can do your homework when you get home as well, but I have to do it. Worship is, it's good, if I find it. <laughs> it's when we submit, okay, you can write that. It's when we become to be consumed by, to be taken by, to be led by. In another word, worship is obedience. And you stop being you and you being taken by someone else on this guy, on this way, God. And then the most amazing thing, because if you check the word in Hebrew, it says, there's part where it says lifting our hands. Because worship, we do worship God in expectancy to live amazing experience that we are not able to produce in our own strengths or capabilities. So when we come to this place, when we come to this place, it's because, yes, I'm giving myself. I'm submitting myself. When you walk through the week, when you, I'm giving myself. But when we lift our hands, it's because I'm expecting that things happen in the spiritual. It's because I'm expecting that family gets saved. It's because I'm expecting that healing happen. Yes, I'm being crushed right now. I've been crushed right now. But something has happened in this spiritual world. That that's why we hear stories. That's why we, feel, we see people that are being transformed. And then now... And the spirit is like, yeah, we're leaning. But now I know that's why it's important to read our Bibles. That's why it's important to have a relationship with God. Because if we don't do that, we come and we're in the spirit. But we don't know the truth. We don't know what he's capable of. We don't know what he's capable of doing in our lives. We're going to see how the enemy tried to steal that from Jesus. You know? Because he tried to steal what you know. And then the enemy put doubt in your mind of who you are, what are you doing here. Could be watching the Super Bowl today. Not today, but different day. <laughs> I thought it was yesterday. I was like, oh, shoot. I lost. <laughs> um, so when I asked God, and, and what, this, what is the relationship with freedom? And he gave me this next passage on Romans 2. Paul saying, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies. What do we say that is, is worship? To give, right? To God because uh, all of he has done for you. There is a trigger. When you realize that God has done something for you, you know, you're convinced the Holy Spirit. Then you're leaning to worship. And then it says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And then he says, 
Next one. Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. This is amazing. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. It's not a formula that is in the Bible. Because it's different. God is telling me, let me, allow me to show you my will. So you can start moving in the direction that I want to move. It's not like it was before. It's not like it was in San Diego. He has a totally new strategy, new bread, new wine for us every day. So how are we going to be obedient and conquer the city if we don't know God's will? We need to be able to know God's will. So that's why he is looking for the true worshipers. Because he has a, he has a purpose for the people in the city. Who is willing to be taken? Who is willing to be used? Who is willing? I'm on boat in the boat with this pastor. I'm on the same boat like you. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And I didn't drink coffee today. I, okay, don't give me coffee. Okay, don't. Ben knows that. Ben knows that. Don't give me coffee. So. If we want to free the city, you know, how the worshipers are going to, there's been times I go to my office and I put worship, you know, put worship. People come and I've seen change people sending me a chat saying, hey man, that song, uh, Sound of Heaven song, that's amazing. I'm feeling something, you know. So we're going to see today what is the, the, the way, the road to go to the true worship. Okay. Number one, you got to understand that identity is important. The enemy, the enemy tried to steal Jesus' identity. Okay? He took him to the, uh, no, the spirit took Jesus to the desert, and then he, he faced him, and then he said, okay, they said that you are, but if you are, change these stones to bread. Yeah? After, I don't know if you have fast, but if you fast the whole day, oh, man. Bread sounds good, especially if it's Mexican with the hot chocolate, <laughs> sweetness, and the snow. Yes, right? Yeah. And my daughters know that, not about it. Imagine with the, the, the cold of the, 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 the desert and you're there, it's like, yes, Mexican bread with the hot chocolate, you know. But the question, Satan came and was like, if you are, he's trying to trigger. And that is the importance that we need to teach our kids who they are. We need to teach them to worship. We need to teach them to worship. And worship is giving myself down. Because the enemy tried to take that identity. And Abraham took Isaac. And when they were going to sacrifice Isaac, he told the, the servants, me and the kid, we're going to worship. So that was a custom, you know, worship. Enter with your kids. Worship God. Then teach him, teach him how to give themselves, and they're going to be in a safe place. So after he asked for that, they said, uh, go to the highest point of the temple. Jump off if you are. And then the last one, he said, if you are, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world if you bow down to me. And worship me. That was the last question he, couldn't, he could have done. 
Because that the real deal is that the enemy wants to steal your worship. That's the real deal. And then Jesus said, get out, Satan. I will only worship the Lord God, my Father, who is the only one I serve. And then he, why? You know why? Because that was the last question. There is nothing else I could offer. Our worship is the heart of our serve on this place. Yeah. He's trying to steal that from us. And you know why? Because when we start with that heart of, uh, of worship, things start to happen. I'm going to tell you the story. This is our, our, our point number two. People change. Have you ever had an encounter with someone that tells you, I don't know what's wrong with you or something is moving right now. When you come, something starts staring on me. And then you can give you the opportunity to work and talk to that person. And then that person get changed suddenly but because of what you carry. In uh, Acts 16, 25, there, there's a story about Paul and Silas just going to preach uh, to a city. They get in trouble. They get in jail. Okay? And it said that it was the middle of the night. Oh, man. God's giving me something right now. Oh. oh. And it was the middle of the night, and it says, the Bible said that they were praying and singing hymns. Did that sound familiar for Awakening Church? Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake that's shaking the foundations, all the doors open, and all the chains of every prisoner, prisoner fell off. It fell off. And then when I was asking God, I said, yeah, that's cool because people got delivered, delivered but... What is it that? The jail, the jail, uh, the guard was about to kill himself because he thought that, oh, they escaped now. They're free to go. They escaped now. But they didn't. And then it says, the Bible said that the guard came to Paul and said, hey, sir, what do I need to do to be safe? What do I need to do to be safe? And God showed me when I was, I was praying about this, and he's like, it's because that is the last thing. What your eyes are seeing, that is the last thing that you're seeing. You don't see what, what your eyes don't see is that I've been working before that. That's why the, the God was feeling something. That's what the God was triggered to give his life himself. So when you worship, things happen in the spiritual. When you worship, things happen in the world that you don't see. But God start removing barriers. God start breaking strongholds. Then he just told me right now, and why nobody step away? There, there are no other prisoners. No one run away. I can see those as well coming and asking Paul, hey, I want the same that that guard is asking. Because imagine, they're feeling the presence of God and suddenly it's like, what's going on? What's going on? Something over here. Right? Right? It's not only in the Bible. In 1993, my biggest example of worship, I love to sing. And I think I got it from my grandma and my, my mom. My grandma, my dad's side, and my mom. It was in 1993 when I uh, used to get ready to go to school. And I maybe it was like 13, 14 years old. I don't like to do the math anymore. <laughs> but my mom used to sing all the time while she prepared breakfast. 
I, I grew up in, in Mexico, the south of Mexico. And uh, I enjoy that, just singing, listening to singing. And she can sing in, in tongues if she wants, you know. I love to do that. Every morning, the sun coming up, and I can, if she's doing wishes, uh, the dishes, if she's doing clothing, everything, you know. She's singing all the time, beautiful. One day when I was getting ready, suddenly there is a noise on the singing. Next thing I hear is a dry knock on the floor. Puck, like when, when you hear a, a, something heavy falling and crushing directly, you know. There was nothing, nothing. I, and I could feel something moving and my spirit felt something really weird that I came out. And it's concrete. We don't have wood in Mexico. It's concrete. And I found my mom under the counter, shaking. With foam on her mouth. Never seen her before. Immediately, what a 13-year-old knows, when you teach your kids how to worship, I grab, start praying for my mom. I don't know about 911 because we don't have that in Mexico, but I was praying for my mom. They, she was diagnosed with a main tumor, with a big tumor in the main brain, main vein of the, her brain, a year later. And the doctor said, we need to do surgery. She was taken to the hospital, if you want to put that picture. She was there, I think, like a week. She was scheduled to go into the surgery room. And you know what is the most amazing thing? In Mexico, we don't have rooms like we have here in the United States. It's a, it's a big hall like this, and you have beds. You know, so you can see the patients, their curtains only. She was a bless over there because people come and ask him, hey, the doctor said that you only have 5% of chances to be normal after the surgery. It's either you become a vegetative, vegetative state or you die. 5%. 5%. And she, you're singing. She woke up in the morning. She's worshiping God like he is the power. And everybody's, this lady needs to be taken to a different place where they can <laughs> treat something else. She is sick. She's going to die. I want to tell you something. God sometimes takes you places and he used that sickness for a purpose. There was a man in fully recognized in Mexico. It was a, a reporter very recognized in Mexico. And I think his life was messed up because his, his daughter ended up in the same hospital. He didn't have to pay. It was very recognized. Something was messed up. I can't recognize that. My mom minister. Her daughter before she passed away. And her daughter accepted Jesus as his savior before he passed away. But every time my mom needs to be taken to the surgery room for surgery, the first day is the first time, oh, I'm sorry, we just did your blood test. You are not, a, you are not at the right moment to be taken to that surgery. Took him away again. Second time he comes, oh, we just got a, a person that had a lot of bacteria on her, on her brain. And 
we, I don't want to do the surgery with the same instruments. You know, even when we wash them, we need to wait. Third time, and my dad and my mom talk at that point, and he said, if the third time happened, I'm going to take your mom out. I'm going to take it out of this hospital. Take it back home. Because my dad already had a word saying, like, I'm going to do a miracle. Third time happened. She didn't get surgery. And my, my dad took him out of that hospital. I remember our family saying, you're crazy. My mom has mark of that seizures she had. One day she was having a huge hot pot of beans. The, you can see it was boiling because she used to feed uh, workers in another place. And my dad was driving the car and she's having the, the, the pot, big, big pot. And suddenly she had the seizure and, she, and then she grabbed and hugged that pot. My dad says, you can smell how the, the, the flesh was burning. You can see my mom now with uh, marks on, his, on her legs. So we took him. The first thing my mom did, she said, I want to go worship to the temple. And she came to church. She gave herself. I think right now that's the biggest, biggest example that I can take. That's what I tell my kids. That's what I tell my family. That's what I tell you. Worship. Is the real deal because God's gonna free you. After a few days, my mom was praying on his. We, it was uh, in Mexico, was sleeping in a hammock, and she was sleeping. Suddenly, something woke her up, and she was able to see a dark entity that was climbing the walls and coming down, trying to hug her. And then she started worship. She started praising. She started recognizing the greatness, the greatness, the greatness of the only and truly God that came, that exists across the whole universe. And then she said that that entity came and was trying to hug her. But then suddenly, when she turned in the side where the door is, he said, and he, she couldn't speak for two days because every time she tried to tell this story, only tongues come out of her mouth. There was a guy, she said, dressed with white dresses, his face shining, and she has a sword in his hand. I saw it, he said, he was almost touching the ceiling. And then he approached, he approached while I was worshiping. And that entity had to leave with that being the most easy thing that ever can happen. No surgery. One year later, the doctor called her and said, you need to come to get surgery. You have something in your brain. She came back. There is nothing. They call all these specialists, all these specialists. What do you see on this, on this uh, MRI? Oh, we, we see a big tumor. What do you see here? Nothing. Man, that's a really nice surgery. I don't know who did it. My mama stood up. He said, there is only one. There is only one. There is no one else can do that perfect. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that I follow. That is the God I worship. I'm hungry to see his presence moving on the city. 
mom has come here a couple times. He loved the church, by the way. My dad called me and said, do not leave this church. And they don't speak English. The last point is that true worship frees the cities. We talk about Daniel and the three, uh, the guys that were taken to the furnace. Yes, those ones. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You gotta understand that I, I knew the Bible in Spanish, now I had to learn in English. So, Lord. This king, he was, hey, I'm gonna do a statue and we're gonna, you have to worship. And they didn't. And he got furious and they said, if, I'm gonna give you one more chance. For you to worship. And they respond, even if you kill me, I don't, don't, I don't care what you're going to do with us. But I want to make you clear that the only one that we're going to worship is the God that we serve and is the God of the impossible. And we believe that the impossible is going to be seen on this place. Something is happening this morning. They came out because they put them in. The king said, like, oh, shoot, I made a mistake. They are worshiping the real God. That's why when God told me we are going to take the city, I believe we're going to take the city in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, and when he showed me he's going to put you in front of kings, you're going to start more contacts. This is not what you're seeing. It's just the, the first fruits, but you're going to start being connected. And those are going to bring more people. Paparabasha. Connection is going to start opening. And the king said, okay, for now on, we need to respect their God. And it started a movement in the city. Everything started with worship. Look, I don't know. I don't know what goes into my mind, into your mind right now. I don't understand. We have, we, we, we're so diverse. One thing I know. And I'm for sure that I will not change. I start, I stopped playing instruments since I was 11. I spend beautiful times with God on my 13 years old when I go to my to my bedroom and put a music, and I just just start. I could be there three, four hours just getting feed from Him. I got bullied because they told me like you're wasting your time. I remember going to my friends and laughing at me, saying, there's a cross, you can go and just, you know, bow down there when I try to be with my friends. I didn't have friends. You got to appreciate this, what you have right now, all the youth people. You got to appreciate that you have friends that are willing to have fun and start being with you. I was neglected by my society. 
you know what? I will not change that. I will not change, change that. I don't know where you are today. But God wants, to, wants you to understand his will. When you understand his will, you're going to start moving in that direction. It's, it's kind of like layers are going to start coming out of you. You're going to see. And then you're going to become free. I don't know what you're dealing on today. But God is looking, looking for you as a real and truly worshiper. Today is the day. Today is the day. Because worship, worship is the real deal. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.